This is Megan. This is Ciara. And you are listening to The Crime and Conspiracy Show, a podcast where we review some of the wildest conspiracies and captivating true crime cases. Learn the arguments, hear the facts, and decide for yourself where the truth lies. Let's get started. Today, I will be covering the Madeline McCann case. I am so excited for this. So this one, I had never really heard much about it until, I want to say like six months ago. I saw it like on Instagram and when, people were talking about it. When was this? When did she go missing? It was in 2007. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. Because I only knew about it because there was a documentary on Netflix that yeah. I saw like probably a couple years ago. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even, I saw that there was a documentary. I didn't even know there was one. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was like a couple years ago. Yeah. It's been a minute. So, Madeline was three, almost four. Oh, she, I forgot she was that young. Really little. Uh, her and her family were in Portugal on vacation, and they were with some friends. And so, she disappeared on May 3rd, 2007. And it was two days before they were supposed to go home. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just super sad. And being a mom with, like, a four-year-old, mm-hmm. it's really sad to think about that. I cannot even imagine. Like, I don't know how you go on. Ugh, I know. And oh, how gosh, you, like, yeah. would get over that. I blame myself forever. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. So, her parents, Kate and Jerry, went for dinner with a group of friends at a restaurant in the hotel. Okay. So, because it was, like, a resort. Oh, okay. So, it's, like, on the property. Yeah. So, it was on the property. And um, they went to dinner at 8.30 p.m. Madeline and her brother and sister, who were twins that were younger than her, mm-hmm. were in the apartment, like, 100 yards away. Like, not very far from the restaurant. Okay. And pause. Yes. I don't remember where I heard this. I think it was on another podcast with someone from the UK. Mm-hmm. But they said that that was really normal. That people like would like, yeah, just leave their kids, go maybe to a bar nearby or really? something. Yeah, because I they've come under a lot of scrutiny for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, would I do that? <laughs> Heck no. no. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting that they said, oh, yeah, that's like a cultural, at least then, yeah. that was culturally normal to do. I mean, I could see a little bit. Because you're not very far away, it's locked, it's a hotel room, like, you have mm-hmm. the key and that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they periodically, all the adults, all the friends, went and checked in on the kids. Like, they took turns checking in on the kids. Yeah, so I feel like, I feel like they were trying to do their due diligence and making sure everything yeah. was okay. Yeah, so they went and checked on the kids every 30 minutes. The adults took turns. Jerry checked on the kids at 9.05. So remember, they went to dinner at 8.30. He went and checked on the kids at 9.05. Mm-hmm. One of the friends, Dr. Matthew Oldfield, checked on the kids at 9.30, but he doesn't recall if he saw Madeline in her bed. Oh, he just kind of peeked in, didn't yeah. hear crying, figured they were good. Yeah, because that's what you would assume. Like, you're kind of checking in to see if anyone's awake and upset, and then, yeah. you know. If you're, it's all quiet, you're like, great, we're good. Right. So then it was Kate's turn who's Madeline's mom, and she, at 10 o'clock, went to go check in, you know, 30 minutes later, and Madeline was gone. 
So oh. this was, you know, they went to dinner at 8.30. This was an hour and a half after they went to dinner. Did their buddy check out? Um, like, was he investigated? Yeah, I mean, they talked to all of the friends. None of them were really suspects. Okay. The door to the front bedroom where the children were asleep was open. Okay. And then while she was standing there, the door to the bedroom, like, slammed closed, and then she noticed that the breeze was coming from a window in the bedroom. Oh, okay. So the window had been opened. And it wasn't open before. Um, so she was officially reported missing at 10.14 p.m. So, like, 14, you know, minutes after her mom. Well, I'm sure they looked there. around Yeah, first. they probably, like, looked under the beds. Looked Called out. Yeah, exactly. She's little. They go crazy. We know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my kids are super into hiding. And so oh, it's, like. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Yeah. I'll be, like, trying to leave the house. And yeah. they're hiding. <laughs> yes. And I'm, like, okay, well. Yeah. Exactly. So you just, you know, you look around because you don't know. Yep. So the police are called and the staffing guests at the complex, like the hotel resort, search around for her until like daytime. So everyone is just searching for her. All night. The border police and airport staff are put on alert and hundreds of volunteers help in the following days to look for her. Oh my gosh. She went missing May 3rd. May 12th was her fourth birthday, (gasps) which is just so heartbreaking. Ugh. I bet that day was so Ugh. hard for her parents. Yeah, because at that point, it's like, you know, it's been how many days? I mean, they always say 48 hours. You've right. got to figure right. things out. But, you know, they could self-hope that she's alive. and I mean, even now, I've heard of child trafficking cases where they were turned into, like, basically they're doing labor somewhere for yeah. somebody for cheap. Yeah. Um, or for free because they don't have a choice. And it's been years, but they're still alive. Right. Right. I mean, it's totally possible. It is possible. So on May 14th, a British expat, Robert Murat, Murat, I'm not quite sure how to say his last name. Um, he lived next to the resort where Madeline went missing, and he mm-hmm. was named a suspect because of anonymous tip. Mm-hmm. So someone, you know, he lived there. I'm not, I didn't really understand why he was, I think people saw him around the resort when she was missing. So they were like, creepy guy by himself. Yeah, I guess. But nothing really came of that. Uh, September 7th, so this is like a couple months, a few months after she went missing, the police now suspect the McCann's, the parents. Names them as suspects. Which I kind of get it, right? You have to look at all your options. Right. But at the same time, to be their parent, you're having the worst time of your life anyway, and then to be scrutinized like that. And you're in a different country, too. Oh, that would be terrifying. And I would just feel... I don't know. It also turned to a really global case. So everyone in the world's like pointing the finger at you. But just the stress of that would be insane. Right. And just like the rumors. I mean, they were suggesting that Kate had hid Madeline's body after a fatal accident in the apartment. So they think something happened, like an accident, and then she hid her body. Which just, it doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. Any mother would call for an ambulance or drive them to the hospital themselves immediately. Exactly. Exactly. Especially someone, I mean, these parents were devastated, like heartbroken. And obviously people can pretend and put out an act, but That's true. it's just still, oh, just so heartbreaking. That is sad. So September 9th, the McCann's go back home to the UK. They've been there that whole time. They were there that whole time from May to September. Oh, that would be hard. Just searching for her. Yeah. So then in 2008, 
the next year, the Portugal police lifted the suspect label for the McCanns and Robert. A year. Because there was no evidence. I mean, you know, there's no nothing substantial. So they, they said they were no longer suspects, and there was a lot of media channels that had to apologize to these people because yeah, they, they like slandered them, basically. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the McCanns and Robert Murat got a bunch of money in lawsuits because of all of that. Defamation. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. So then after that, the case pretty much goes cold in Portugal because there's just no leads. They don't know what to do. So then in 2013, four years later, wait, no, five years. Yeah. The Portuguese police reopened the case. Okay. Which I don't really know. <laughs> New evidence or? Yeah. Maybe. So in October 2013, there was another like promising lead that they had, but then they ruled out that lead. There was a guy that they saw around the com, like in the resort that was carrying a young girl in pajamas. Mm. And so that was the lead. Yeah, I remember that in the documentary. Yeah. So they confirmed who the guy was. And they, he was just vacationing. And it was his own child that he was carrying. So it, it wasn't even a... Not remotely. Not a big lead. Yeah. <sighs> so another lead gone. It's so sad. So many like, like promising... for something. Yeah. And then local authorities in Portugal, tons of raids around the area. And that was something I had heard is in that area in Portugal, there were so many pedophiles registered sex offenders i feel like that should be something you can easily find if you're going to stay at a resort i know fyi pedophiles (laughs) 500 pedophiles within one mile radius i'd be like "Mm, i'm gonna not stay there yeah i know because you just never know what could happen oh now i am paranoid and i'm definitely gonna do that (laughs) for every (laughs) vacation that i have I know. I think they have, like, the little maps where you can search. They definitely do. I've used it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they called it Operation Predator, and they found 80 suspected pedophiles. Oh, my gosh. it didn't result in any leads in the McCann case. (sighs) So just, like, another... Dead end. Dead end. Yeah. And in 2012, Scotland Yard said it identified... 38 people of interest in the case. 38? Wow. So there's 12 British people. Are these just guests or something at the place? I didn't really see what it was. Like if it was guests or people around or if it was some like... Maybe they can't give that much information. Yeah. And then by October 2013, it was 41 suspects, person of interest. So it went up. But then again, nothing came of it. This... Is where it gets kind of interesting now. Okay, I'm ready. So, this is where they find someone that they think did it. And I had no idea. I thought it was just like, no one That was it? Yeah. So, on June 3rd, 2020, last year. Okay, so this is why. Recent. Okay. Yeah. So, I think this is why I read about this not long ago is because it's come back up because of this new lead. And why I had no idea because I watched the documentary years ago. Yeah. So the Metropolitan Police Detective Chief Inspector Mark Cranwell said that his office had received information about this man in 2017 and they had been investigating him ever since in a joint effort with Germany police because this guy is German and with the police in Portugal. So they had three years. And by then, only a handful of detectives were even on the case. So it wasn't all hands on deck. It was just a handful of people. Well, it's been so long, right? Right. It's been a long time. Yeah. 
So according to news reports in 2017, a person that tipped the German police alleged that a man named Christian Bruckner, Bruckner had made a drunken confession to him that he knew what had happened to Madeline. So a lot of news articles just call him Christian B because of laws in Germany. I don't you don't really release the last name, which is oh, interesting. Mm, well, whoops to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did find his last name. So German authorities looked into Christian and they uncovered a long criminal past. Oh no. Which is burglary, drug trafficking, sexual assault, and a history of targeting little girls. Oh, so it just makes me sick. Gross. Yeah. According to the official German court documents, he was first arrested at the age of 15 for theft. Then two Which, years, whatever. Yeah. Two years later, in 1994, he sexually abused a child in Germany, oh. and then he fled to Portugal. So from 17, he's been doing this, age 17? Yeah. Ew. Um, in 1999, he was extradited to Germany to serve his sentence. So then he was released from prison... And he returned to Portugal, where he drove a VW camper van. And then he just still committed tons of crimes, stealing from hotels. He stole from holiday apartments, is what they said. So he just couldn't stop. Not a nice man. Not a nice man. By the time of Madeline's disappearance, Christian lived in this house in Portugal, located mm-hmm. one mile away from the McCann's resort. And how easy would it be for someone living close to a resort to just pop in every now and then and snatch oh, yeah. somebody up? So easy. Yeah, exactly. Think about crowds when you go on vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They I can mean, get snatched. Right. So easy. Ugh. So then using information from a cell tower, investigators discovered that on the night of Madeline's disappearance, a call was made to Bruckner's cell phone approximately one hour before she went missing. Because like a, it's go time because the parents are not there. Could be. Yeah. Someone's keeping watch and then he goes in. It totally could be two people. Yeah. I wonder if they spotted her on the beach, maybe overheard the parents talk about how they were going to go out. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Never leave your like, children alone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So they weren't sure, though, did Bruckner have the cell phone in his possession or did someone else answer the call? That's like, that's the question. But it was pretty obvious. I mean, he seems pretty guilty. Yeah. <laughs> if it sounds like a duck, if it looks like a duck. Yeah, exactly. It's a freaking <laughs> duck. The day after she disappeared, Bruckner placed his Jaguar in someone else's name. Mm. So just... Fishy? Yeah, a day after. And then soon after that, he left Portugal and moved back to Germany. So he's just country hopping to get away from being busted. I guess. I mean, I don't really know. Well, that didn't work. Yeah. And I don't know how close Portugal is to Germany. I'm really bad with maps. How many, (laughs) yeah, how many hours of flying? Yeah. I don't know. Because it sounds like he's, you know, gone back and forth from Germany to Portugal a lot. That also feels really random. Yeah, it is kind of. So, in 2014, a search of Bruckner's apartment, police discovered 391 mm. photo files and 68 video files containing oh. child pornography. My gosh. He was charged for child pornography and for abusing a five-year-old and was sentenced to only 15 months in prison. What? Yeah. How? I don't know. It's insane to me. Here's what irritates me. People get busted for, like, pot, which... To me, not really a big deal. Right. You lived on the West Coast where it's definitely not a big <laughs> yeah. deal. And they are going to jail longer than pedophiles. I know. Like, why? Maybe we should reprioritize. I know. It's always, oh, it always sickens me how little time these people get in prison. 
Because right, obviously they're going to get out and they're going to do it over and over again. Right. I mean, they never change. Like, they no. don't. And, yeah. Well, I hate it. So, in 2016, as part of a bigger investigation into the child pornography, German authorities had found this abandoned factory that was once owned by Bruckner, Christian Bruckner. And I have a picture to show you what it looked like. And it is gross. Look at this. <gasps> oh my gosh. So this is what it looked like in 2020. So let me describe for the listeners. There are like paint cans over on the left corner of the room and it looks like paint has spilled all over the floor. It looks like it's sitting in a puddle. And then there's like a tarp with a mattress on top of it. Super gross. The walls are like stained brown. And and garbage everywhere. Garbage everywhere. And the mattress is got holes in it. Super nasty. Super stained. It's like a little little mattress, though. No bigger than a twin. Yeah. But isn't that just gross? If that doesn't scream, I kept abducted children here. I don't know what this. <laughs> I know. Okay, so that was in 2020. And when investigators searched the property in 2016, they saw Bruckner's dead dog. Like, the corpse of the dead dog. What? And... Under the dead dog were, were, like, USB drives that had videos and photos of child abuse, which some of which he produced himself. Yeah. Like, just so gross. And were you, I'm confused on why that, why he did that. I don't Like, well, no one's gonna want to look under my dead dog. (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. Super weird. There were three girls swimsuits found inside an RV that was owned by him that was on the ground. So there's the beach idea. Oh, yeah, I didn't even put that together. But due to, like, the nature of the investigation, German investigators refused to say if they had found the girls that the bathing suits belonged to. Mm. So it's like maybe they were in some of the videos. I don't know. I Um, just can't even imagine. Yeah. So that's the outside of the factory. It's in the woods. It's very, like, tucked away. Oh, it's very remote. And it's surrounded by trees. Right. So it would be... It's so creepy. Super rundown. It looks like it would be in a horror movie. It does. So that's a picture of the three swimsuits. They obviously belong to little girls, girls, which is just so heartbreaking. And yeah, there's like the RV that belonged to him, which is where those swimsuits were found. I just, I can't. Yeah. Okay, so in July 2020, police dug up a former garden plot that was once used by him, but investigators haven't said if they found anything so obviously something led them to that garden plot but they've never said if they found anything in it what i don't know is a garden plot we garden <laughs> oh, well, we just said garden plot weird it's just his garden well i don't know if it's like i don't know maybe it's somewhere we're here garden. yeah is yeah, that like maybe a it's like german a, thing where they sell know. land specifically for gardening maybe i don't know, I don't know. I didn't think about it that way. (laughs) (laughs) So the only problem is there's been no physical evidence of Madeline's. None of her clothing or anything. It could be circumstantial with the phone thing. Right. Circumstantial with the car, like changing the registration and that he lived a mile away. But it just to me. Too many circumstances are lining up. Way too many coincidences. Yep. He's also being investigated for other offenses at the time. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. After they found all those, like, videos and yeah, pictures. no crap. Um, including a 10-year-old girl, as well as a murder of a teenager in Belgium. 
dude gets around. Yeah, and he's everywhere and committing so many crimes. Oh, I hate that. So, yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, he was already in prison and... Is he in prison right now? He's in prison right now. Yeah. Because of, I think, because of these other charges he has and, like, being investigated for and everything. So, it just to me seems obvious that it would be him. But he has said the police have no evidence. There's it wasn't. Well, he would say that. Right. <laughs> You're so trustworthy. Let me just take what you say. <laughs> I know. As truth. I know. But super sad. I mean, her parents still have hope that she's alive. Well. Can't imagine. I mean, it really, it could be possible. It could, especially because human trafficking is at such a high mm-hmm. that he could have been doing it for money. Oh, yeah. Totally. Abusing them himself, but then selling them to someone else. Yeah. Except he doesn't seem to lead a very wealthy lifestyle. Except yeah. he's but he had like country a, hopping. Yeah, and then he had like a, that was a pretty big RV he had. And it's a he, big RV, but if he doesn't have a house, yeah, Jeremy lives in his car. <laughs> if he's living in the RV, then that's cheaper than a house. You yeah, know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah, and then, I mean, he used to own that warehouse, which is now abandoned. He owned it at some point, so maybe... Maybe it's drug-related? Have they said anything about drugs? Yeah, I mean, that was one of his... Was involved in drug trafficking. Oh, that's right. You said that. That's right. So, maybe it was a part of that. Like, maybe he owed somebody money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a good... Like, a good point. That could definitely be a possibility. But I just can't imagine being... The McCann's going After through that. After all this time, you still don't have answers. Here's the thing. I would just want to know, for better or worse, mm-hmm. dead or alive, I would want to know what happened. Yeah. Like, you need closure. Right. And those answers of knowing if she was sold into human trafficking or, like, if she was killed, just to know. Yeah. Well, then you're not, like, if she is gone, you're not sitting there with hope for all these right. years. Oh, no. And now, you know, the twins that were her younger siblings they are now older. And I just, I can't even imagine, like, being part. I mean, those kids are probably kind of in the spotlight still, and they had no yeah. part in any of it, you know? What a nightmare. Yeah. Losing a child, especially in such a traumatic way like that, has right. got to be one of the worst things, if not the worst. I know. During that whole, like, when I was reading into this and researching it, I just always thought about my kids, and I just yeah. can't even imagine. Because like, our kids are little, Yeah, too. they're little. Losing them and just not knowing where they went. It's awful. It's so awful. I know. These days, you just have to be so diligent. Things are different. I know. I so we paranoid. used to walk to school, in <laughs> elementary school, yeah. and it was pretty far from my house. Yeah. Would I let my kids? Nope. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's definitely, you need to stay alert. Stay alert, friends. <laughs> stay diligent. Because, man. I can't even, I mean, losing a child, to, like, death is really sad. But then, like, them just going missing and knowing, like, you have no, no idea. idea. Are they being tortured? Are right. they alive? I know. I mean, people aren't going to come kidnap your kid and be nice. I know. I'd almost have to, like, paint a fake reality. They just wandered off and met a nice family. <laughs> and they couldn't find me. So they just adopted my kid. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know how you would live with it otherwise. I know. I know. And those poor parents just still having hope after all these years. I mean, I guess that's the only thing that would still keep you going. Yeah. Is the hope that they're still out there. And that you can save them. Mm-hmm. I just think about having to go through the day-to-day, like, going to work and I all know. the things. 
And how would you do anything with your other kids? Oh, yeah. I'd be so paranoid. I'd be terrified of everything. Yeah. Like, you'd never want to leave your house again. Yeah. Ugh. Well, everybody, let us know what you think of this case. Please leave us a review. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at the.ccs.pod at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the.ccs.pod and at Twitter at the underscore CCS underscore pod. Yes, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to send us any suggestions of things you'd like us to review. And we will go ahead and add those to our list. All right. Stay curious. Stay alert. Bye. Bye.